Welcome to your spell training session, Sorcerer. Pretend I'm a dreadful underworld beast. Yeah, so we're trying something we've never done before. We're playing Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, which is an interactive uh, game that you can play at various locations around Magic Kingdom. It's like basically Dungeons and Dragons meets uh, interactive window displays. You get cards. I find that quite exciting. So the cards you hold up to the each individual portal, and that allows you to cast various spells to defeat villains uh, and I'm the key holder and you get new cards every day and I, we're doing this on our last day so we're not going to get any more than five cards right well I, I've got more here though so oh, yeah. we have ten cards ah okay cool so we can do we, we'll go as far as we can go you have to do it in order so we have to go to the train station first okay well we're given a map with various uh, locations very on cool as well. uh, ye oldie map yeah it's nice it's good that this is free yeah. This feels like the sort of thing that would be in a, a you know a paid extra. And it starts in uh, in a stable that is quite Merlin-esque. Yeah, it? yeah. The Hades minions are in hot pursuit. Contact Ponga, and I'll check in with you as soon as I can. What? You don't speak Dalmatian? Well, uh, maybe a spell will help sort this out. You idiots! I don't care if you have to break into every house in this miserable town. Find me those puppies! Pongo says Cruella's arrival caught the attention of Boss Teal, also known as Hades. Name's Teal, underworld crime boss. Overheard your little pep talk, threats, insults, break-ins, very inspirational. So, seeing as I'm taking over this town, I'd like to make you an offer. Help me acquire Merlin's Crystal of the Magic Kingdom, and I'll give you those Dalmatians. Oh dear, they're plotting to steal the crystal piece under cover of the fireworks show. But you've got to stop Cruella and her men. So Merlin has sent us halfway down Main Street to find the next thing. The plot of this seems to be Hades uh, is working with Cruella de Vil to... To steal a crystal. To steal a crystal. In order to take over Main Street, under cover of the fireworks. Yeah. So it's nicely confusing. It's nicely meta. <laughs> and it's all to do with the park. Yes, yeah, to do with the park, and they've mixed up the characters from completely different worlds. And we have to save Pongo's puppet. Yes. Uptown Jewelers. This is where we want to be. You got the Sorcerer's Crest. It's on the back of your spell cards. Ah. Sorcerer's Crest. Sorcerer's Crest. <laughs> Those dogs is getting vicious. Right, Pongo. Nice work slowing the muffins down, Sorcerer. That should buy some time to stuff their plan. You need to find this portal and push on. Oh, that's really scary. Oh, okay. The next one's just down the road. You get to level, and then you come back and play it again, and it's a different level. Oh, that's pretty good. And it's like they have this, as you saw on the map, there's this land, you can yeah. go over to Frontierland. Yeah. Have you not defeated all the villains yet? <laughs> How many villains we are there? We keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> we met a nice lady who's been playing this game over several trips, and she gave us a whole load of spare she has spell a cards. Huge stack of them. So, we've got lots more spells now. 
you can keep levelling up and up and up. Where? <laughs> Why is it not working? Try, Try another one. Oh. That one works. Oh, sometimes more than one doesn't work. Yeah, she did say sometimes you will need to cast more than one. So for this one we've been sent into a shop, we've been yeah. sent into an art shop. I think some of the purpose of this is to make uh, kids go into places they wouldn't necessarily go down. Because I don't think kids look at all the details, so for instance uh, the side street where you can hear tap dancing going up on the upper floor and things like that. Yeah. That's got two of the, uh, the points. And behind the train station, I don't think kids are going to necessarily go into the train station to yeah. get all the... Because there's information on the walls about trains and, and Roy Disney and things like that. Kids aren't going to go and look at that. Yeah. Whereas they are if they're going to play a game. Yeah, and that allows the parents to have a look around as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we've been sent into this art shop, which you might skip otherwise. Yeah. Okay, tap your thing. I'm afraid Pongo's been snatched up by Cruella and her hoodlums. You've got to do something. We couldn't even get near the crystal, what with these dreadful beasts. Yeah, not a dog lover. I get that. But hey, looks like your little kennel here fixes the pooch problem, so let's talk plans for tonight's show. You've got to free the dogs. Use the sorcerer's crest. Remember, on the back of your spell card. Yes, yes, hurry. <laughs> ah, we've released the dogs. Good show, sorcerer. Uh, unfortunately, you've yet to face Cruella. You need to find the next portal here. Then stop Cruella before it's too late. Boss fight. Okay, we're going into another shop. There's a parade on at the moment, which is making it quite hard to hear. I'm glad, glad they've got subtitles. Really nice where they're, they're hidden as well. Yeah, you can actually, you, you really could walk around the park and never even know this was here. Yeah. Because like, there's so much sensory stimulation that you don't notice the little portals. Yeah. And in the art shop, it was hidden in a, in a frame. Oh, right, yeah. So like, like it was just a piece of art on sale. Yeah. This one's in a Little Mermaid window display. Boss fight. Oh, is this Cruella? Oh, please, darling. Why, there's just about as much chance of you stopping me with your parlor tricks as there is of me pulling a rabbit from this vet. Okay, we've got to cast a spell. What spell have you cast? Uh, Grumpy's pummeling pickaxe. Ah, she's been she's had a load of pickaxes thrown at her. Okay. You don't stand a chance now that I have the power! I'm gonna go for the Queen of Hearts card army next. Okay, so you're gonna chuck a load of cards at her. Outsmarted by dogs! No! No! Right, right, Pongo. Now's your chance, sorcerer. Use a spell card and finish her off. Okay, how are we gonna finish her off? Yeah, I'm gonna go for Queen of Hearts. Ah, okay. Ah, uh, we've she's looking raggedy. We've shredded her fur coat. Cruella! <laughs> Heard you shouting, that was that the signal? Whoa! Get me out of here, you idiot! Hades is angry. I think we might have to fight Hades as well, maybe. Well done, sorcerer! Thanks to you, Perdita and the puppies had just enough time to switch the two toys for the crystal piece before Cruella got here. 
Now the Dalmatians and the Crystal are all safe from Cruella. <laughs> Unfortunately, Hades is still recruiting villains to help him overrun the Magic Kingdom. We could always use more help if you're able. So it looks like Hades might be the uh, the, so the sort of larger boss. You've won Sorcerer. The adventure is over, but if you'd like to continue, Fantasyland, and there's a picture ah, of the Ah, okay, so we go to Fantasyland so to start the map. next one. The map is so cool, guys. Fantasyland, Okay, Shield, so there's like five more spots on Fantasyland. Which is right next to the castle. Okay. Should we get something to eat? We're going to eat something, and then we're going to wander over to Fantasyland. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun, isn't it? I like it. This is a, a, a way of gamifying the park, which I wonder if is something that they might start to implement in places like Galaxy's Edge. And the fact that that kid has been playing on subsequent holidays and it just goes on and on and on, levels up and up and up. Yeah, that's I pretty like cool. That. That's pretty cool. Come back, ladies and gentlemen. Spend more money. Yeah, and it's a bit like those endless iPhone games. Yeah. Where you level up and up and it never ends. <laughs> Pay to play. Yeah, yeah. You can hear the Dapper Dance in the background. Dapper Dance just said they were the finest barbershop quartet in a two-block radius. Very good, very good. Oh, very good, oh, top bands. It's worth going into the otherwise very unremarkable Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe to watch the animatronic lounge singer Sunny Eclipse, who's like, you know, Mr. Cheese lounge singer guy. Is he not Cosmic Ray? No, no, he's Sunny Eclipse. So who's Cosmic Ray? Cosmic Ray is presumably the bloke who owns the cafe. Oh, right, and he's the lounge. And Sunny Eclipse is the, the like the hired entertainment. And he's he's, he's big. He's quite big, and, and he he looks very much like a kind of a Jim Henson yeah. uh, 80s uh, fantasy character. He's got some great eyebrows on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Mr. Smiles, Mr. Lounge Singer, try the veal kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's the sad clown as well. Yeah, he's yeah. He's kind of smiling through the tears. Yeah, he's definitely. He's kind of got an unhappy home life, Well, and here it, he is turning it, on the charm. I mean, it's kind of perfect that, you know, he's playing to this room full of kids and no one's even looking at him, which yeah. is, uh, and you know. And thank you, thank you, what a, what a beautiful audience. Yeah, and he's got some, some canned, canned applause here. He's there he goes. adorable tiny feet as well. Oh yes. <laughs> and he justifies, he's just sung a song about the fact that you can't see his backing singers because they are invisible. Yes, there's something, it's the tragedy of the lounge singing. Yeah. So it's very poignant really, very sad. played a bit more sorcerers. We're now, so we went to Fancy uh, Land. Fancy Land, we, we fought Maleficent. I Felt was... like one of the windows wasn't quite working properly. Yeah, or some of the cards that we were given by the nice lady um, 
were too advanced for us. Yeah, I don't, we're not sure what the leveling up system is. She seemed, seemed to say that there was some kind of leveling up system, and so maybe she, we... yeah. So we were using some of those cards, and they didn't seem to be registering. Yeah. So we were trying to fight Maleficent with them, and she they just didn't seem to be working. Yeah. So we kind of went around in circles for a little bit, mm. but now we've gone on to Liberty Square. And uh, we've got some Princess and the Frog characters that we're yeah, fighting here. Mama Odie's taken over from Merlin just for a short while. Mm. Uh, and so we're fighting uh, Dr. Facilier. We just we just beat Lawrence, the little minion. Lawrence was very easy to beat. Yeah, he, he, Lawrence was pretty pathetic. <laughs> and we beat him using... Uh, we? Dash, Dash from The it. Incredibles, yeah. who has some kind of super fast... Uh, running talent thing that we oh, deployed yeah. against Lawrence. Uh, well, cool. he has quick attack two, quick boost two, quick shield one. Get a move on, make it fast until your speed is unsurpassed. <laughs> I quite like this mixing up of all of the characters very indiscriminately. It's kind of fun. Yeah. What was nice about that last window as well is that uh, when I touched my band to the the, the key, some curtains swished aside. Hmm. Some actual physical curtains. Yeah. So um, a mechanical thing made the curtains move aside to reveal the window. And then Mama Odie uh, talks to us. At every step of the way as well, there's been some uh, baffled spectators looking on, which has been quite pleasant as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Although it's actually it's very tempting that a little boy came up to stare in our window and I really wanted to go, uh, can you get out of the way, please? Excuse me, <laughs> we're quite busy, actually. Yeah, we're doing very important things. So we've got, uh, we've got to take the battle to Dr. Facilier now. Let's see what we can do here. Tap your thing. Now listen, Jack. Lois slipped that potion in Tiana's Dumbo, and some folks ate it. Now those nasty shadows is coming to the restaurant to fetch them. Time to shine a light on things! This one's very dark, it's almost impossible to see. All the way with those your dark hearts desire. <laughs> Oh, that was easy. Did you? Caballero Donald's Pinata. She's in trouble and all kind of other deep water. You gotta do something. Hang on, Lewis. Mama's sending help to sweet. Come on, child. This is where you need to go next. Y'all best get moving. Okay. Okay, this is the first uh, window where I couldn't quite see what was going on. Yeah, we really couldn't see. Because the sun was shining in it. But we're going to the fox window next. Okay, so Lewis, uh, the crocodile, or the alligator from Princess and the Frog, and Mama Odie have sent us into Frontierland for the first time, so we're going to go there. But y'all gonna get that crystal? Yeah, didn't you say you had your top people on it only <laughs> last I checked? Honestly, shadows aren't people, Doc. My advice, quit delegating and start participating or you're all going back to the other side. Listen, child, you gotta free her and mess up that shadow man's potion before he takes over everything. Quickly. Oh, you did it. Thank you so much. It's nice to see some more 2D animation, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of 2D animation of the level of the uh, direct-to-video. But, but it's, it's, on a, it's still pretty good, though. It's decent. And it's nice to see, uh, yeah. Nice to see uh, some of your favourite characters. Some, yeah, some new, some old characters made new. Yeah. You know, and, and some of the really old ones. Maleficent movie. Yeah, yeah, Merlin. Merlin, yeah, Merlin's been really nice to see again. Yeah. Oh, it's 
that crystal y'all been looking for? I'll bring it over to Mama. <laughs> you got the crystal. Getting it is what you want it, but earning it is what you need it. Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Hello. <laughs> My crystal. <laughs> Come on, Doc. I'm a busy guy. I've got places to go, people to cheat. Excellent work, sorcerer. <laughs> Mama likes your style. You got spunk. You sure do. I think you're the bee's knees. Thanks again. Hades is still recruiting villains. We can always use more help. We've been enjoying Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's really good. Nice. It's good fun. It's an interesting really thing nice. to do in this park. Yeah. A nice little change of pace. It takes you to places that you wouldn't otherwise see. Yeah, because we've seen uh, we've seen a couple of little areas of uh, Frontierland that we didn't know were there. Yeah. Really. A couple of nice little bits of detailed theming. Yeah, yeah. The areas aren't blank that they do them in either. No, no. So you can you could if you're not playing the game just walk past them and think, oh, that's a nice little bit of window dressing. Yeah. But there's a bit more to them. And then the window the dressing comes alive when you touch your band yeah, on the key. It's pretty cool. They often uh, have little motorized things that suddenly whir into life. Mm, a couple of little elements. We're going to take a break now because we've got a fast pass for, of all things, It's a Small World. <laughs> so we're going to ride It's a Small World. Yeah, fast pass in the Small World. It's very busy. It's very busy and very hot. Feels like exceptionally hot today. This park is quite sort of uh, exposed. It's a bit like Animal Kingdom. There's a lot of like some tarmac walkways and things. Well, we haven't been doing many rides because we've been playing the game. Oh, maybe that's it. So I think we've been out in the outdoors a lot more. Yeah. It's nice and cool in It's a Small World though. So we learned something about Small World, and that's uh, it didn't come out of Walt's fevered imagination. It was a brief. So UNICEF and Pepsi Cola asked Walt to come up with something about children and the world. <laughs> so you couldn't really satisfy the brief any more clearly than, than small it's a small world, world yeah. could you? So children and the world, and it was specifically for the World Fair. The 1964 New York World Fair, was yeah, that's the one. Yeah. With the Carousel of Progress and everything. Yeah, so it kind of makes more sense that it was a commission and that there was a brief, and that uh, so he put those two things together and then came up with this fever dream of a ride. <laughs> We're on the back of the boat. I hear this one rides better at the back. <laughs> you get more whiplash. Yeah. I feel like it would be good if they scooped them all up and donated them to the Disney conservation thing. Don't they do that kind of thing? Maybe they do. What a thrill. This is nice. Top tip. If you want to get away from the heat and the crowds, get the little boat over to Tom Sawyer Island. Because there's not really anyone here and you've got this air-conditioned, very atmospheric cave. Yeah, we're in Injun Joe's cave. Yeah, and there's no one else here. Yeah, we're literally the only people here. It's incredibly dark. It's really dark. It's, it does, like you said, it sort of has the feel of a much older theme park. Yeah, it's nice. Have you ever been to Black Gang Chine in the Isle of Wight in the UK? <laughs> it kind of feels like that. And you can get some really good vantage points here to get some cool photos of the rest of Frontierland. Yeah. 
Okay, we weren't in the engine chose. Okay, we were in the mine. There's an abandoned mine on this on Tom Sawyer so, Island. So how is Injun Joe's cave different? I forget. Well, it's it's there's like a variety of different little tunnels and caves that you can walk through, and that was one of them. So now we're going to go across the rope bridge onto the fort, which this 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 whole area closes at 5 p.m. every day. So every other time that we've been here, we've missed this, and then when we were here earlier in our trip this time. We only got to explore half the island because they'd closed the fort. So let's go and look at the fort. Cool view of Big Thunder Mountain. This is a serious tunnel. If you had claustrophobia, you would not be enjoying this. <laughs> also, if you were a very large person, you would be struggling with this. Yeah, you never heard of Simpson in the water shoot. Yeah. Great for photo ops, this island. Yeah. Because as you can hear, the the mine train goes right past, the paddle steamer goes right past, you can... And there's something about scale as well, because it's so big, and it just increases the footprint of this entire land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just really uh, ups the wow factor. This is the same sort of feel as the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, it's kind of adventure trails. Yeah. But it's much bigger and it's much better, I think. Yeah. Actually, it's appealing to that, part, that kid part of me that likes secret tunnels, yeah, little, Weird nooks, little nooks and crannies. Things that you can make your own stories. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a good kind of imagination place, isn't it? Yeah. Even for cynical old grown-ups like us. Well, I think actually, despite our cynicism, there's the reason we like this kind of thing is because there's a part of us that still likes that imagination <laughs> play. Indeed. So that's it. We're back home now. That's the end Ooh. of our trip. Boo, back to boring, rubbish, real life. However, uh, we thought we'd just do a little bit of a Florida roundup. Yep, nice uh, quick fire thing. And we're also going to do a little shout out to the people who have gotten in touch with us over the last few weeks. Yeah, because we do love to hear from you always. So we're going to read out a few of our favourite messages. Yeah. So what have we learned from this trip to Florida? Pandora's beautiful, Flight of Passage is excellent, Navi River Journey is a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, the new Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios, uh, it's very nice. Slinky Dog Dash, though, is really the only thing that makes this land stand out over the other Toy Story Lands across the world. Um, but and it is on a larger scale. Well. Yeah, yeah. So it is nice to see it kind of rendered a bit larger. Being in Andy's backyard is a cool new dynamic. Yeah. But they do need to sort out the Jessie walkaround character because she looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Give her a neck. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Disney Springs is kind of, yeah, it's varied, basically. So the new restaurants are cool. The new shopping district is a bit bland. Mm. Uh, it's just a bit over schmancy fancy. Yeah, it kind of sets a precedent as you walk in now of going, Disney Springs is an expensive place for expensive people. Yeah. Which is, it kind of, it's, it's lost a little bit of the slightly... Um, it's a bit Kardashian. 
Yeah, well, it looks a little bit like one of those outlet malls in 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 Orlando, doesn't it? You know, well, you... it's a bit schmancier than the outlet malls. I suppose. I mean, it's all yeah, it's all terribly nice, but it's not particularly characterful. Yeah. I like the, the tin roofed buildings yeah. uh, of the House of Blues and the anything themed, really. Yeah, I would could do with it more, more theming. theming. Yeah, yeah, more more theming. Uh, what else? Uh, Frozen Ever After is very nice. Yes, that's a very worthy addition. Yeah, I liked that a lot, and we think Epcot should probably become the home of all the CGI Disney animation and Pixar properties. So, yeah, right. So keep Magic Kingdom be a place for all of the classic old franchises and all of Walt's stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then keeping the philosophy of Epcot intact by putting the future Yeah, which into... is the present, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, the present and onwards. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's a good plan. Also, they should bring back Journey into Imagination as it was in 1983 because I don't <laughs> think anybody likes any new iterations of that ride, do they? Yeah, and, and that, what a great mix that would be. The, the CGI, Disney animation and Pixar stuff along Inside uh, some early '80s properties that have even even the Disney stuff has a it's kind of Jim Henson mm. style to it, doesn't it? And wouldn't it be a great kind of thing to in an age of you know aggressively moving forward with all of Disney's thrusting into the future the way it always does to have just one instance of going back and looking at the past and looking at how Epcot was when it opened? Yeah. So to, I don't the, like we said the other day. The only time I think they've ever reverted back to a previous version of a ride is when they brought back the Tiki Room. Yeah. So And the Tiki Room is very much for adults, isn't it? Whereas it looks to me like um, Journey into Imagination would be still completely brilliant yeah, for kids. everyone loved it. It was such a strange decision to yeah. get rid of it. But I think um, it'd be really interesting to see how modern kids responded to it. Because I, mm. I mean, my gut says that they'd love it. Mm. And so, you know, they don't necessarily... Uh, just love the properties from that they're inundated with at the moment. No, but. children are totally capable of enjoying things that they haven't seen on their yeah. screens and tablets. Yeah. So what else? Uh, well, I suppose this isn't exactly hot news, but Blizzard Beach is very good and every bit as good as Typhoon Lagoon, despite what people will tell you. Yeah, in our opinion. In our opinion. Obviously, these are, it's always our opinion. Yeah. We don't even have to add that, really, do we? Not so really. We <laughs> so Star Wars... Uh, Star Walks. Star Walks. <laughs> Star Walks. That's uh, a brilliant little restaurant, that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge updates. Yes, there's been a few things that have been announced since we got back. Uh, so the main thing, of course, which I'm sure probably everybody who's listening to this already knows, is that uh, it is now going to open on May the 31st in Anaheim and August 31st in Florida, which is much earlier than anticipated. Why do you think they've done that? Well, I think what they have done is they've sensibly said, OK, the reason uh, we've set the we originally set the opening dates uh, as we did, because originally it was going to be summer as an unspecified time in summer in California and then an unspecified time in late fall in Florida. Oh, okay. But the reason I think that they originally set those dates is so that they could finish Rise of the Resistance, which is the big ride. Okay. And I guess they can't give really precise dates and then shunt it forward in case a load of people who've booked their holidays around those mm. dates get very angry. Yeah. So I think probably what they've decided to do is try and minimise the queues as much as they can by opening some of the land first, getting the kind of initial... You know, stampede of people. Well, because it means that uh, some people will come as soon as it opens and then they'll leave. And then when, but some people will similarly be going, oh, well, let's not. You know, let's let's wait a little bit longer so that the so that the rise of the resistance is the higher the demand for. For those things, you know, so if you open one Star Wars ride, you're going to get 100% of the queue. Well, maybe. But then on the other hand, like uh, uh, there is such a demand by the hardcores that they'll go 
even if there's nothing going on. Yeah. And nothing much going on, because they want to go and soak up the land and see all of the new restaurants and stuff. But there will be some people that will go, ah, actually, I'll wait. Yeah. There will be some people that will be swayed by that. Yeah, I love the bathroom thing. You told me a bathroom fact. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they're planning to hand out bathroom passes uh, for the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride, which will be the, the only ride that will be open uh, in Galaxy's Edge on opening day. Uh, so that you can actually leave the queue and then come back to your and position And this is because people pissed themselves waiting for Flight of Passage when it opened. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, it's a good ride, but it's not worth uh, urine dribbling but, down your leg. But then, you know, if you think about it, like <laughs> so when these rides open, these kind of huge signature rides, they have six-hour queues. It's so what crazy. are you going to do? You they can't... should hand out Disney-branded catheters or something. <laughs> yeah, colostomy bags. Yeah, so you can just collect it in a bag. Yeah, and, and then put leg. it in a bin at the end like you do with your 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah. Please hand in your costume <laughs> bags and, and uh, piss tubes over yeah. here. Yeah. So the other <laughs> thing that they're not going to be doing uh, mm-hmm. is having fast passes, which I think is very interesting because that will probably keep the queues slightly shorter, which doesn't seem very, very intuitive. But uh, if you think about it, the way they have it with fast passes is that when you get to uh, the loading bay, they go, okay, two people from the standby queue from the left and two fast passes from the right. So they've got two queues coming in at once. So if they don't have fast passes, then they're not going to be prioritizing the very short second queue. Do you see what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Too much. It will, it will, it will, it will make it better. It's the same amount of people in the park who want to go on the ride. Yeah, but the queue, the, the standby queue, will move quicker because it will be just one queue. They're not going to constantly have to halt the standby queue to let fast passes on. Because if you have a fast pass, they have to prioritise them, otherwise it won't work as a fast pass. Does that really add that much time to the queue? I would have thought so. Think, how, think, think about how much longer a queue would last if uh, you, know, you have a, a, a long queue and then every other person in that queue, they have to get someone else from the side. Yeah, but it's not like there's a continuous stream that goes continuously onto the ride, is there? Uh, They've got to halt it. Anyway, oh, yeah, I mean, it, people get it's still going to be a crazy long queue, but I think this makes sense. I think it is actually a good way of keeping the queues mm, down. Okay, Maybe they'll bring in a fast pass later. I wonder if that... So that's the idea, no fast passes in order to make the queue faster. I think that's the idea, yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay. because fast passes do extend the length of the standby queue the by fact, definition. Don't you think, though, it's a bit of a dangerous precedent that they've got all this, uh, pay another hundred dollars and mm. you can have a, 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 be wanked off by a Jedi or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, all these specialist experiences for yeah. people who are, who are happy to pay extra. Well, it is slightly eroding the kind of, uh, the Disneyland is for everyone. Yeah, kind of yeah. Idea, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start introducing, like, Universal pay fast passes yeah very possibly and just go well this is the one way to, to control the, the queue there, there is there is a, a paid fast pass option for some of the Disney parks oh yeah there, which is a kind of a but if they introduced it as standard so like there, there are no free fast yeah. passes or maybe certain rides you have to pay an amount for a fast pass yeah for that and ride. schmoes just have to stay in the queue because yeah, that would be us wouldn't it we wouldn't pay for a fast pass well it depends how much it costs I mean if it was like if it was like, yes, pay $5 and you can ride thingy without waiting for six hours, that's probably worth it. But if it's like, it'll be $100, yeah, then that's yeah. just not worth it. And then we will have to stand like schmoes. Yeah, I really hope they don't do that. Mm, so interestingly, they're at, at, while we are saying this, they are doing away with the extra magic hours in the evening 
Mm. Uh, in Florida, aren't they? Yeah, and there's two possibilities for why this is happening. One mm. of them is that uh, it's easy to to control who comes in on the magic hours in the morning because obviously you go in with your band and you mm. prove that you're in uh, one of the hotels. But in the evening, of course, the park is full of people. Yeah. Uh, and getting them out of the park mm. for that evening magic hour is quite tricky, apparently. Yeah. How are you gonna How are you gonna get them out? I suppose the only way to control it would be. To every time you get on any ride, they would scan your magic band and go, no, I'm sorry, you're not a resort guest. I wonder if they don't actually have the technological ability to do that yet, though. Like, Possibly So not. every ride isn't in programmed. No, because they only have those scanners on rides that have fast passes attached in, don't they? Mm. So if they don't, if those attractions don't have fast passes, then there's not really any way of knowing. Yeah. So that might be one reason why they've done it, because they find it too hard to boot out the people who shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And the second, what did you say? Well, it's probably so that they can say more of these like evening ticketed separate events these after hours events yeah, so they seem to be getting more and more for the the special days and the uh, tie-ins to various events and stuff mm, and halloween and so on seems to be getting more and more don't they yeah and as we were leaving hollywood studios when we were there there were a lot of people coming in even as we were going because there was some kind of 8 p.m to 11 p.m after hours package yeah which people it's like a separate ticket that you pay for and you have to just decide whether that's worth yeah. it. Yeah. I guess that might actually cut down on queues though because you'd have to be seriously hardcore to get there for rope drop mm -hmm. and then have an evening event planned as well and just spend the entire, spend like 16 hours uh, in the People do it park. though. People really do do it though, don't they? Wow. Yeah. They're That's serious. Too much, too much magic for They're me. They're serious Disney Disney addicts. Mm, uh, not like us. We have done an entire podcast. What a bunch of losers they are. <laughs> okay. Right, so what else? Well, a bit of breaking news. Uh, well, uh, the, it was yesterday on our day of recording, but we Yeah, learned... we were like, we have to get this information out. Oh, should we have dinner and, <laughs> and then do this tomorrow? I think people will probably find out anyway. So, Star Wars <laughs> Episode Nine. Uh, has been thoroughly announced. It's called The Rise of Skywalker, which is intriguing. Um, what exactly does that mean? No one really knows because there are no Skywalkers left after Leia dies, which she presumably will. Maybe in rises in resurrection then. Well, exactly. Yeah, Jedis, they do have a bit of a habit of like coming back from the uh, from the other side, don't they, and appearing as Force Maybe ghosts. they're going to do a more physical resurrection. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I hadn't thought of that. I assumed it would. It was probably referring to some kind of spiritual rise. Mm. So whether that means... But we've seen that before. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the Star Wars uh, expert here. Mm -hmm. So I'm not... Uh, anything that I say isn't tied up in canon. <laughs> so I'm coming from left field. Well, man. they keep changing the canon, so it's hard to know exactly. Uh, yeah. Apparently the Sith don't exist anymore. There's no such thing as the Sith. You can only have the light side and the dark side. Disney have said, no, all that stuff with the Sith, total bollocks. Was the Sith the big red tabby? What, Darth Maul? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's sort of tabby stroke horny toad. He does look like a cross between a tabby and a horny toad, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how he, are they explaining him then if there's no well, Sith? Well, now he's just the dark side. There is no more Sith. That was it. Right. I don't really know how they can do that. I suppose they they can just suggest they were self-aggrandizing. I think maybe the idea is that the Sith, in the original kind of canon, the Sith was like an order of the dark side. Ah, subsection. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd buy that. I is think it, is the it Sith like the, still exists. the church uh, schisming away from... Yeah, a little itself. bit. <laughs> so they're like the Protestants. Yeah, Protestants and, and... And they've gone back to the Catholic dogma now. I suppose so. Okay. But I don't know. I don't buy it because episodes one, two, th and three are now 
part of the Disney canon and they go on about the Siths like nobody's business. So if they're going to stick to that, then the Siths have got to exist. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit retroactive. I yeah, think. it's a bit like J.K. Rowling going, <laughs> and he's gay, and he's gay. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, so who knows what this uh, uh, the rise of Skywalker means? Yeah, yeah. So you've got some theories, haven't you? Do you want well, to... I mean, you know, the, the the kind of obvious things are: does this mean Luke is going to rise up as a ghost? Well, uh, he was a bit indiscreet, wasn't he, in London that time? And it suggested he that he's not coming back. Yeah, although his voiceover is in the trailer. Maybe they changed their mind. Maybe. Maybe they they were like, just kidding. Hmm. Hmm. Or maybe he filmed a load of Come stuff back. in the last one, and now he's he's probably going to be in it. It sounded very real when he was like, oh, cool, I might have a job. Yeah, now. just to fill people in, we went to we went to see a talk. Uh, weirdly, it was Mark Hamill interviewing um, the guy from the Kinks, Ray Davies from the Kinks. Yeah. And in the and course, Mark, Mark was a little bit indiscreet. Yeah, in the course of that interview, this was pre Last Jedi, and in the course of that interview, he managed to say, "Well, after Episode Eight, I'm out of a job." Yeah, everyone, so we were like, "Oh my god!" Everyone he went, does. "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so we went yeah. into Last Jedi fully aware that Luke yeah. dies in the end. Mark Hamill, he's kind of got he's he's an excitable, enthusiastic kind of personality, isn't he? Yeah. So I can imagine that he says things, and then he's like, "Oh no!" God, <laughs> him and non-disclosure agreements must Ooh. be terrible. Mind you, in the in the in the um, original trilogy days, mm. only he and the director uh, of. Uh, Empire Strikes Back were aware of the of the Darth Vader being his father thing. Oh, right. He, in fact, they filmed the scene. Mm. Um, when they filmed the scene, uh, they had the script go, uh, "No, Luke, um, uh, Obi Wan killed your father." Right. And okay. so that so when he's going, "That's impossible!" No, uh, he's reacting to that line. And then afterwards, they told him, "We're actually going to put this in. We're actually going to change it to this." So, right. I bet he then went out to a bar that evening and told half the room <laughs> <laughs> what had just happened. And then, but and don't they went, tell anyone. Sorry. But don't say anything. Because... Oh, no, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, before you know it, everyone mm. bloody knows. Mm. I like that about Mark. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so the theories are, does this mean Luke is going to rise up a ghost? Is Leia going to rise up uh, again Probably as a ghost? not for practical reasons, is it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think mean, for filming reasons. I think probably anything you can think of is probably wrong. They're very good at throwing out red herrings, the Star Wars guys. Right. So, uh, so, is your other one saying well, about Kylo is, Ren? Well, it, is Kylo Ren going to turn to the light and follow in his grandfather's eventual footsteps? But uh, does that make know. him a Skywalker? Then, well, he's the he's the son of Leia, so he is a direct descendant of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. So yeah, he's a Skywalker. In What's a his set. dad's surname? Solo. Oh yeah. <laughs> As we maybe le- as we learn, maybe they'll find out that Hans, the German man, who, yes, who, Hans Olo, who goes pew pew with his yes, gun, yes, maybe they'll find out that he's actually also secretly a Skywalker. Oh my God, incest! I know, and then Kylo's a, like, so a much incest first in Star Wars, sort of thing. It's give they've got this entire huge galaxy to work with, and everyone's related to everyone else. That was what I really liked in Last Jedi when they revealed that Rey was the daughter of Noah. Yeah, Malcolm. it was like, oh, thank God. Otherwise, it's like looking at history and finding mm. out that all the Habsburgs yeah. shagged each other. And Well, uh, you never know. They might undo that for this. They might go, actually, we oh, I hope not. Cause I that, hope that not. that royal family... Uh, what, chosen bollocks. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of, we have inherited the keys to the universe. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. Well, yeah, and the doing away with that was one of the many reasons why we really liked Last Jedi, yeah. which uh, is objectively 
the best Star Wars film yes. since The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And fight, no, fight us. we're fight not us. interested in anyone yeah. else's opinion on that. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, you you know Star Wars very intimately. I you do. love Star Wars I and do. you think that. And I don't know it at all, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. And I loved it as well. Yeah. So, you know, I think that just proves that it's the best. Yes. So the trailer, uh, the teaser trailer, <laughs> which they played uh, at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago was very, very cool. Um, there's lots of interesting things in the trailer. You can see Billy D. Williams back as Lando, which is which is very cool. Uh, yeah. There's a shot where they appear to be looking at a ruined Death Star, like crashed Death Star, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. But so they that... they keep building Death Stars. Yeah, I know. Why is everyone like, oh my god, it had a Death Star in it? It's like they freaking build one every time they have a movie. Well, but this looks they? like uh, <laughs> this looks like the wreck of the the Return of the Jedi one, which is sort of. Which so what was, does that mean? Well, it was blown up by the rebels, and they and it then just presumably drifted into space. But this looks as though the wreckage of that Death Star. Is Sitting on a planet somewhere, right? And they're all the you've got all of the main. Maybe cast. Ewoks are living in it. That would be great. Yeah! <laughs> I'd love that. But the most intriguing thing I'm okay. sure about the new trailer is that it ends with Palpatine's laugh. Mm. Now Palpatine is is long dead. Right. So is he going to be the first? And he was played by Neil Diamond. <laughs> no, who Ian McDermott. That's it. <laughs> Although I'd quite Neil, like to see Neil that. Neil Leslie though. Diamond. Yes. Um, so, will he be the first dark side ghost? Yeah. Good question. How about that? Lots of fan theories uh, emerging from the woodworks now, I expect. What, what can the ghost do, though, apart from turn up and say, um, you know, sort of cryptic clues as to what kind of path what, you should take? Yeah, I think that's kind of all they do, really. They never well, get can, involved. It's kind of predictable what they're going to say then, isn't it? Mm. Like The good guy's going to be like, follow the light. Yeah. And the bad guy's going to be, no, 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 don't follow the light. Yes. <laughs> so, so what does that mean then? Who knows what that's going to mean? That I mean, what a thing to throw into the mix. Well, the I think in order minute. to make the ghosts a bit more active, because they're very passive characters at the moment, mm. they're going to have to make them flesh. Yeah. So if you bring in Palpatine, mm. teen Palpatine, back, yeah. then I think uh, it would be more interesting if he was somehow physically resurrected. Well, there's this long. Uh, we're getting into real Star Wars nerdery here, but there's this long-held, rumored belief because he tells this anecdote in Episode Three about. Right. Did you ever hear the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? He was a right So he said <laughs> <laughs> He was. He was. But so in the in the story that he tells, this Darth Plagueis becomes incredibly powerful and then is his in in his hubris he is slaughtered by his apprentice right. disciple. But who is that then? Well, no he he doesn't quite know. He says, well, so this has gone down in history, but everyone's like, oh, who did it? Well again? he doesn't quite say, but the, the rumour is because it's a very kind of knowing look he gives to almost to the camera at that point. So is, oh, is maybe he? maybe Palpatine is Darth Plagueis's apprentice, which oh, would make right. him basically the most powerful dark sider of all time. Right. Okay. So he could maybe be made flesh then. Yeah. Because you know, if he's if he's like another level. Although, what's he been doing all this time? Hanging out. Oh, it's very Voldemort hanging out on bit... the back of someone's head. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what he's been doing. Yeah. We saw him fall down that big hole. In the Death Star, but we didn't actually see him die. Who? Which one? Well, it, Palpatine <laughs> got chucked down the big hole by oh, I Darth Vader. we were Vader. talking about Hans again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll bring him back? What, Han? No. He can't. He's he not can't magic, back. is he? Uh, Harrison Ford would have never signed up to do another one. <laughs> he, was, he looked delighted to have been taken out of the picture. <laughs> Although he seemed to be having fun in that yeah, one. Yeah, because he died. Yeah. He said, for years, he was saying, oh, you're 
I'll only do it if you kill me at the end. Of it. <laughs> and then they and then they did, and he looked delighted in all of the. All of the uh, yeah, press I can see what he means there. You know, things. I I get the thing where things, things are fun on, for a while, but... and then you know it's just like that's enough. Yeah. Let's move on. Apart yeah. from Disney, which we seem to return to all this yeah, time. Never gets old. Yeah. Never gets old. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's all very intriguing. Star Wars, it, look, it looks very exciting. Can't wait till December. Mm. Um, I wonder how much I irritate uh, people who know about Star Wars <coughs> by deliberately getting things wrong. Because <laughs> I'm hoping it's a lot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't be deliberately irritating when I'm just so naturally. It's just a, an irritating. enjoyable bit of trolling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I like it as it's well. It's like your uh, really positive trolling about. Oh, well, I keep going onto Star Wars forums and going, wow, this will be a really hard act to follow. What with uh, The Last Jedi being the finest Star Wars movie I think since episode five. Perky, cheerful trolling is the best kind of trolling, mm. guys. Mm. Yeah, and watching people going, oh, I've got loads of opinions. Oh, you are wrong. Let me tell you why it sucked and it's raping my childhood. You are objectively a wrong man. Yes. So, that's right. a lot of Star Wars news. Also, we were going to uh, make this short. This is not. Yeah, gonna be it's short. not going to be short. We're rambling too much. So, uh, Phantom Manor reopens on the 3rd of May. There's a very cool new uh, trailer for that. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Mm. It's got a really adult tone. Yeah, it's interesting. How are are they going to find it? Oh, it's on the Disneyland Paris uh, YouTube channel. Right. Go and have a look. It's really interesting. It's the kind of thing that kids wouldn't feel interested in at all. It's almost like a one-shot trailer. It's, yeah. uh, it's very much the vibe of a teaser trailer. Long build up, long slow drone It's 1 shot. minute 40 and you don't get any music until about um, 50 oh, seconds in. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's and just this long silent, apart from a few birdie tweets. Mm, there's some cool sound uh, design. To it. Yeah, yeah. It just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, and, and it, it requires adult patience. Mm. And Phantom Man is a real fan favourite and it's been closed for a very long time. Mm. A, a year and a half now. So they Gosh, are, yeah, uh, it was originally supposed to open at the end of last year and they delayed it another six Remember months. Remember how often that went wrong when mm. we went to Paris? It always goes wrong. Yeah, and which is odd because you'd think something with such slow track mm. would, you know, what's there to go wrong? Well, it, it never stops that ride. It's okay. constantly moving. So perhaps there's potential for if anyone's slow getting off, mm. that's probably what it I is. I have thought it? that because I'm not exactly... You know, I, I'm I'm not athletic, but come on, I sometimes kind of stumble a tiny yeah, bit getting yeah, off yeah. that thing. So I imagine they might have to stop it occasionally if you get disabled passengers right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, anyone who's just not particularly steady on their feet would mm. even find it a bit challenging, yeah. perhaps. I wonder if they're going to make that easier then. Maybe they. Well, I don't really know how because I do feel it like it's the kind of the entire ride. Yeah, it's the kind of ride though that because it's not a roller coaster, you're going to get a lot of grandparents and things going. Oh, I'll take you on, little yeah, Timmy. Yeah, perhaps so. And then go. Whoa, yeah, it was looking very worse for wear as well. That ride, it's a beautiful, beautiful ride. But the last time we went, it was sort of still a bit shabby. It hadn't really got much of an overhaul for many, many years. Yeah. The rumor is as well that they're going to put Vincent Price back. Nice. I think that might actually be confirmed. Oh, good. So Vincent Price recorded an original um, host speech at the beginning for mm. the stretching room, and then the French government said no. We wanted en français, which is quite atmospheric, but it does mean that you can't Didn't tell Vincent what's going on. Talk French though. He, I think he did. And he yes, was, he did a French version. Oh yes. And then they went no, no, <laughs> you are not actually French. Didn't they say oh, no? He sounds like an American. Yeah, yeah. And talking French. Yeah, which I would have thought would be quite cool. You know, a nice accented French thing. Yeah. Maybe that would be a happy medium. And it's not like Vincent Price had this had a real 
American accent. No, he sounded very fruity, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was always, oh, I didn't mean to frighten you. Yeah, so a few interesting vowels maybe, but... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, well, yeah I think the French though, government might have just been sticking their oar in for oh, no particular reason. They were just trying reason. to derail it in any way they possibly yeah, could. Yeah, they seem a bit more open to, ch- to it now. Well, I suppose Disney's now in complete control of Disneyland Paris, mm. which it wasn't before. So they are now free to put Vincent Price in as they please. Yeah. Ooh, when are we going to go back? Oh, well, we could pop back anytime to Yay. Paris. Paris is down the road mm. compared to things like Florida. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Let's go yeah, let's soon. do it. <laughs> anyway, now let's. Uh, we're going to finish up today with our favourite emails from listeners. And yeah. we really do encourage people to get in touch with us because sometimes it does feel like we're just... Uh, it was weird doing a podcast, isn't it? Because it's like we're having a very animated conversation and yet... It's hard to believe anyone's listening to it. Well, we're always constantly <laughs> be- bewildered and amazed that anyone would listen to us rambling. So mm. we do love to hear from you and it, it, it makes us want to keep doing it. Which yeah. Is great. And we've found that everyone who gets in touch with us has been pretty nice. Yeah. You know, no one's been really horrible. Just mm. a couple of weird reviews about my voice. <laughs> 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 on the iTunes review thing. Oh, yeah, if you want to leave a nice review, we'd really love that. Oh, yeah, that's always very then much appreciated. it'll push that bloody review about my voice yeah. further down the list. <laughs> Apparently, my voice irritates some people, which is fine. Well, Mickey here. It's fine. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was me putting on voices. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, Mickey, I interrupted you. What were you no, saying? I, I, I'm just here to say that you should just ignore those people because... Ah. F- those guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mickey. Okay, there I, he is. I there agree. he is. It's nice that he turns up to to chip in occasionally. It is good old Mickey. Yeah, not and really he's on, on our side. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. And Bob Iger, you know, he'll he'd send a really encouraging message. Yeah, of course he would. Apart from I've forgotten how to do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's going to phone it in next time. He went Bob. Oh yeah, Bob Iger. Oh there he. Oh Bob. Hello. I just wanted to say. Oh no. Oh no, he's gone again. He's gone. Sounded like he was losing the accent. And well, he's a very busy man. He's got shareholder he meetings is. to go there about oh he's just passed me a note he says those guys do oh, okay. <laughs> nice cheers Bob <laughs> so anyway some of our favourite emails from listeners mm. okay so you, you do you want to do from uh... okay so Simon Zambelli <laughs> and his partner Sam said any chance you guys can swear more or keep calling Yanks Bellends and Wankers <laughs> bloody funny <laughs> Uh, Simon go. also sent us a picture of Sam standing on the Disneyland Paris castle with a with a boob whopped out. Yeah. I mean that's impressive. Uh, I mean, that, that's 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 dedication yeah. really. I mean we're not saying uh, for you to send us pictures of your exposed genitals on Disney uh, property. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, guys. Although that was very funny. But it was funny. It yeah. was funny. But you know, no one else do that. And good on you guys for funny. for getting away with that. That's impressive. To do to do public nudity in uh, in a Disney, in a Disney park. I wonder how the cast members clamp down on that kind of thing. I feel like in Paris they'd probably just go, ugh, buff. Whatever. Ugh. Ugh. So Ali Brown uh, has uh, written to us and said, "Me and my family have joked for years that the Splash Mountain ride in Florida sings pretty good, show us your balls, <laughs> and it was hilarious to hear you guys laughing over it. Of course, oh, like, it does. Of it was so it nice to hear someone else say that as well. Yeah." I wonder how many of us there are right there. Well, I reckon <laughs> I reckon it's the thing that probably more Brits here than Americans, because uh, yeah. show 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 as you're born is the actual lyric. Right, show sure as you're sure, born. Sure as but, you're born. But if you say that in the sort of Southern American, show as you're born. That just they hear that as sure as you're yeah, born. Yeah, yeah. Whereas but all the Brits, Brits like, hear it. Show as your balls. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to our ears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
She also uh, she had a really nice story as well. Oh, she you? did. Yes. Yeah. So she tells us her partner Sam proposed to her in a Florida villa, which is decked out in paper planes as a tribute to Paperman, the Pixar short. That's a very lovely short, that one. Yeah, and he made a dive into the pool to get her engagement ring. Yeah. Which, uh, is, I mean, I don't think I'd have appreciated the sort of obstacle course elements. <laughs> but I, it's a really nice story. That's lovely. Yeah. I think he should have, though, done, uh, you know, the Shanghai thing with the ropes and the gullies. What's that? Oh, that, oh, what, that attraction. Yeah, yeah. There's a thing in Shanghai where uh, you're attached to a harness and you have to go around a really genuinely challenging obstacle course, obstacle thing, course that goes high incredibly high, <clears throat> feels genuinely terrifying. Yeah, I mean, that would have been the, the sort of phase two of the yeah. obstacle course. If you required. want to marry me, then you have to... <laughs> you have to prove your worth <laughs> yeah. in a Fight series, to the death. <laughs> a series of challenges. Yeah, yeah. the final one, you're in, in an arena with Donald or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fight to the death. Fight to the death. Yeah, so that was that was lovely. So, uh, who else do we have? We have Helena Ash Edwards, mm. and she says, from your description of Flight of Passage, I'm wondering if this ride format would lend itself well to a How to Train Your Dragon ride at Universal. You could still have the epic scenery feeling of flight riding a dragon, and they could even blow hot air for the feeling of fire. I just wonder if Universal have missed something there. Uh, as I think uh, HTTYD <laughs> has a, a bigger fan base than Avatar. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that is a, a very obvious thing to do, isn't it? So, uh, uh, train your, how to train your dragon, what property is that? Well, it's DreamWorks, but uh, yeah. uh, there's a DreamWorks presence in the Universal Parks, isn't there? Because yeah. of Shrek and so on. Yeah, so yeah. So they absolutely could do that, and they probably will. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Um, it just seems to make perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I yeah. wonder if there's any sort of, if uh, Disney ever do a kind of, you'd steal our idea or <laughs> vice versa. Well, they encourage each other, don't they? Yeah. They, they all, they you know, they keep innovating new things and then they want to, you know, one up the other one. I wonder how friendly it is. I wonder if there's any <clears throat> industrial espionage. I imagine it's probably, yeah, reasonably friendly. Although I saw, I saw an interesting thing about um, Imagineers. Mm-hmm. It was a YouTube video. I can't remember what it was. But the story of Beastly Kingdom the uh, cancelled bit of Animal Kingdom yeah. um, that was then replaced eventually on the land that was going to occupy by Avatar. Mm. So originally uh, there was going to be Beastly Kingdom in Animal Kingdom, which was all to do with mythical creatures. And the Imagineers came up with all these incredible concepts and it looked great. And then the uh, Michael Eisner administration said, no, we haven't got the money, we can't do it. And this was after years of making cheap parks mm. and budget constraints and sort of studios-type parks where everything was done kind of fairly cheap. And I think for a lot of the Imagineers, this was kind of the, the last straw, and a lot of them went over to Universal. Right. And the area of Universal, um, which has Poseidon's Fury and all of that, mm-hmm. that area, a lot of that stuff was actually made and designed by ex-Disney Imagineers, uh-huh. recycling some of the concepts for Beastly Kingdom. Uh-huh. Interesting, and that mm. area is brilliant. Yeah. Poseidon's adventure area is just so. So the Mythos Restaurant. Yeah, which is great, isn't mm. it? It's a really good restaurant. It's a crazy restaurant made entirely out of rocks inside and out. Yeah, and it's um, well regarded. It's, mm, yeah, it uh, keeps... and the food's good, and it's really reasonable as well. It but yeah, the, the way everything restaurant. looks as well, uh, that entire area is super cool. Yeah, so a lot of that was apparently uh, ex Disney Imagineers. Uh, recycling unused Beastly Kingdom concepts. Right. Which is cool. How about, oh, God, Beastly Kingdom would have been so I good. I know. It would have probably been better oh, than what Avatar. What a mistake. Yeah. Guys. Although Avatar is apparently getting four sequels. Woo! 
What? Now that Disney has purchased 21st Century Fox, Avatar now has four sequels. Well, they the really think there's a hunger for Avatar yeah. 2, 3, 4, and 5. Apparently so. It's not wow. going to happen. It's just not going to happen. No one I'm calling it now. Avatar. I'm calling it now. It was a terrible film that only people were only interested in it because it pioneered this new kind of 3D technology. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was nothing to do with the kind of sub-fern gully plot. Yeah. No, the plot was awful. The script was awful. The performances were fine. I don't understand the, in, their fixation with Avatar. No, I don't get it. I mean, I understand them wanting to do something more with it because it was the most successful box office film of all time. But I reckon Avengers uh, Endgame is going to top Eclipse it. that, yeah. yeah. Because we, we tried to book tickets for Avengers Endgame mm. uh, among, uh, along with everyone else in the world. We had to wait an hour to get onto the website of our local That's view incredible. cinema. I can't actually remember ever having that issue with any film. No. Well, apparently the previous record for sort of uh, pre-sale rush mm. was set by Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, and in its 24 hours... It got a certain amount of uh, uh, money uh, behind the box office. And uh, the new Avengers film eclipsed that previous record in six hours. Wow. So that's a serious demand. I suppose it's, a, you know, 10 years of films leading up to this thing, this, the last one, and then they landed the last one on a big cliffhanger. Yeah, and there's all the comics behind it. You know, yeah. it's it's gone... Who'd have thought comics would have gone uh, seriously mainstream? When Iron Man came out uh, in 2008, mm. I thought, oh, right, okay. Who would have known that that would be the start of like the biggest yeah. film franchise of all time? You know, I remember when I was about 18 and I'd gone to Reading for college and I went around someone's and picked up... Uh, they, they had to go out to lectures or something. And mm. so I was hanging out in their room and I picked up a, uh, one, of, one of their Wolverine comics and read it and thought it was really good. Mm. I would never have guessed yeah. that uh, 10 years down the line, 15... Actually, God, what am I talking about? That's 20 years ago. <laughs> It would, it would be it that. It would be so massive. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh, what's this obscure little thing? And I read it, really enjoyed it. But, yeah. But, yeah, it really... It's incredible. Yeah. And, of course, now that uh, Disney owns Fox, uh, X-Men, all the X-Men characters and Deadpool and mm. all of those other uh, Marvel characters that existed outside the cinematic, the, the MCU, as they mm. call it, are now part of the Disney canon. And so they can now appear in amongst all of the other things as well. And Deadpool apparently is safe because there was a lot of question about whether Disney would continue Deadpool because of its R rating. Oh. But uh, they are continuing. Yeah, of course. Why would they? Yeah. They're not going to pass up that that opportunity. So who knows what role he'll play. More more emails. Yes. Uh, So Steve Tizard, um, he has a daughter who's strictly gluten and dairy free and he asked us to investigate the allergy um, consciousness (laughs) (laughs) or how how allergy conscious uh, Disney is. Mm. So the answer is very. Yeah. Uh, they've set it up so that on the app, you can uh, you don't have to queue up anyway to order any food. You can uh, order food using this app. Mm. So you go anywhere near any of the restaurants or any yeah. of the fast food restaurants in the parks and it just arrives on your app. So you can pre-order the food on, on this app. Uh, on this little system. Mm. And one of the options is the gluten-free and dairy-free. There's like a huge list of, of allergies, isn't it, that you can just tick the boxes? Yeah, in. yeah. And it comes from a separate area mm. and they're, they're extremely careful about cross-contamination as far as I can tell. I mean, it's not like we went in the back or anything, but yeah, yeah it looks like you're unlikely to get any cross-contamination. We ordered uh, a couple of sit-down meals uh, in advance, or rather we, we booked 
the reservation in advance and when we were booking here for the sit down ones as well there was also that huge list of allergy things that you could tick tick boxes yeah oh yes and we did book a table and say one of the menus should have been gluten free yes and then we got there because i was i was trying gluten free at the time because mm. uh i, I uh, health reasons yeah <laughs> anyway <clears throat> but we got there and uh i i'd gone off the gluten-free menu and so we got there and they were like oh and one of the menus is uh, one of the meals is gluten-free and we we're like oh no no can we change that it's fine we'll just have two normal menus mm. and then we, they must have checked with us about five or six times yeah. after that to yeah. go are you absolutely sure you don't want this to be gluten-free yeah so at several stages they said are you are you absolutely positive yeah. about this? you know and, and saying it as they were putting it down so and everything so they not... did not want us to go well we put gluten Free, exactly uh, through the system and then you didn't give us gluten so free. I think they take it very seriously yeah. also the, we were in Magic Kingdom and I was at the counter of a counter service restaurant and I heard uh, the woman next to me with her daughter saying she's celiac so she has to have a like a separate um, salad yeah. with no cross-contamination and they brought her a salad in a sealed bag yeah so I think you're absolutely fine, Steve. It's going to be great. And what I've looked at online as well, because uh, uh, my my niece is celiac, um, and at some point we're probably going to go to Disney with, mm. with them. That will be interesting. Very going possibly. with children. I'm not oh, sure God, about that, to yeah, be honest. No, but <laughs> but so I've I've done the tiny bit of investigation myself and just seen what other people have said on forums, and people are generally very positive about it. Mm, I think. Across America, it's not always that great. But in the Disney parks, they are a global location. They know that they're going to have to deal with this yeah. all the time. The only place I think you'd have a problem with it, because I think Universal was pretty good as well. I think so, yeah. But Kennedy Space Center has very few uh, eating options anyway. Oh, yeah. And I didn't see any, because I keep an eye out for this kind of thing, I didn't see any um, mm. gluten-free yeah. options. You might have to go for the tater tots, but even then you're not entirely sure. Mm, cross-contamination, you... Yeah. you can't risk it if you seal it. Yeah, I think you might want to bring a packed lunch to the old Kennedy Space Center. Yeah, because you don't want to miss Kennedy Space Center. It's great. Mm. So, yeah, take a packed lunch. Yeah, so that's good. And, and finally. finally, just a little quick one, uh, Amy Elmo Lewis says, me and my boyfriend went to Disneyland Paris for our first anniversary because of you guys. So we are influencers. Oh we're social media influencers. We're literally influencing people. Oh my God. We're influencing them to go to Disney and yeah. we're influencing them to complain on iTunes about my <laughs> voice, which I can't control. So that's really, yeah, really it's pretty awesome. hurtful. <laughs> Not that, not not that I care. No, we don't, care. We, totally I, don't I care. I don't care at all. Yeah. I just, I just don't care. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it. Uh, yeah. I think. Um, so that wraps up our little Florida excursion. Yeah, yeah. What a lovely time we had. Oh, it was so nice. It was really nice. Mm. Uh, so let us know what you'd like us to talk about next, if you like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got a list of things that that we're probably going to talk about, but yeah. If, if you feel like we're missing out on something, then please do get in touch. We've lots of good films coming out so soon, so we'll probably have some more film review type episodes yeah, yeah. as well. And I'll be sharing my extensive knowledge of Star Wars. With yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> I did the Neil Diamond one on purpose. I, I did suspect. <laughs> I did suspect that. Uh, Very good. So until next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.